It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day on today's show. We're going to dive into the Thunder staying committed to Darius Baisley, what that means for the future of the organization. Also, talk about the NBA draft coming up, of course, how the prospects are doing throughout the first few weeks of the college season, and so much more on today's Lockdown Thunder, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunder Pod and even email the show. LO Thunderpod at gmail.com. I'm Ryland Styles, editor in chief over at thunderousintentions.com, covering the team for years now. And hopefully, you'll join us every single day. We're here for you every day talking Thunder basketball on Lockdown Podcast Network. On today's show, brought to you by True Bill, we're going to dive into the Thunder remaining committed to Darius Baisley, an update on the NBA draft lottery and the prospects that are within this draft class, an update from the Oklahoma City Blue and the Thunder Power Rankings. But today's show is brought to you. By Truebill. Truebill is a new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you do not want or need and even negotiate better deals. So make sure you go check out Truebill. I want to talk about Darius Basley because there's been a ton of conversation about Basley on this podcast, on the Twitter sphere, everywhere around the Thunder. And the majority of the talk that you hear about Darius Basley, if you go look up his name on Twitter, is going to be incredibly negative, just incredibly negative. And by that same token, whenever there's any type of player who's available in the open market, people immediately say, okay, trade Basley in two picks for him, for that player. Well, if Basley's not any good, then that's that trade's not going to work at all. But the Thunder have remained committed to Darius Basley. And... I wonder if that's the right move. And so Mark has mentioned that this is uh, that, that he's not really even entertaining the idea of benching Darius Basley. He cites his uh, defensive growth, which is defensive growth has been incredible. More on that in a second. And it's really been a tale of kind of two halves of this season so far. I, I know that we're at the quarter mark, but put those two, that quarter and a half. I'm not good at math, but you, you know, the first 11 games, he was really an all around player, 11 points per game, seven rebounds per game, 43% shooting. If you can get that Darius Baisley plus his elite defensive strides, that's enough for Darius Baisley to show that he can be an NBA player. The problem is over the course of these next 11 games, five points, six rebounds, 24% uh, from the floor. 
he has the fourth most minutes per game on the team behind, of course, his fellow starters, SGA, Giddy, Dort. Those three guys plus Baisley have been the stars that have started at, you know, every game that they were eligible to start. You know, of course, SGA and Giddy have, have been uh, inactive at times due to injuries and due to the flu. But every game that they are active, they have started those four guys together. And again, he started again uh, this week. Now, this season, he has a career low in rim percentage, a career low in three-point percentage, a career low in the mid-range, a career low, low in the corner three, a career low in the non-corner three. He is uh, down in drawing fouls at the rim. However, he, whenever he does get fouls, he usually converts and goes to the line for an and one and a career high clip, which is, uh, of course, a welcomed sign. And one percentage, block percentage, uh, steal percentage, he's just elite at and a career high in all those percentages. He's elite at defending without fouling. He's the best in the league at blocking for his position. He's made some significant strides defensively, all while regressing a ton offensively. And the team continues to throw him out there in a starting spot, and it continues to get negative feedback from fans alike. And you wonder, is that good for the team? Is it good for Darius Basley? Well, of that question, if you're asking yourself, why is Darius Baisley still starting for the Thunder, even as in these last 11 games, he is the worst in the NBA in terms of field goal percentage among other stars in the NBA. You have to kind of take that and branch off from that question. The first question is, what other options do the Thunder have? So in any scenario like this, when you're talking about a starting lineup, you have to think of the replacement. So for the Thunder, in this case, they have a few options. You can start Kenny Hustle up there in Baisley's spot, who's been incredible off the bench and has been an incredibly spark, pl- spark plug for you and has won you games, most notably uh, the game against Detroit earlier this week on Monday. You could start him. You could do what Dave Bliss did and start both Favors and JRE. Now, of course, he also started Baisley in that game. He just had a shuffle lineup around because of injuries. But still, start Favors and JRE, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, and SGA. You can do a few things in that capacity. Also, you can sh- shuffle around Scala in there with Jerry at the, at the power forward position. But why? Why would you do that is the question. Because while Kenneth Williams is a better basketball player this year in terms of winning basketball games, that's not what this season is really about. And that's not the goal of the season. The goal of the season is not to see as much Kenneth Williams as you can. The goal of this season is to, is to develop, develop players. And for Kenny Hustle, he really has no more development to be done. Mike Muscala really has no more development to be done. Jerry is already starting. Derek Favors has no more you know, kind of development to be done to his career. And so it really comes down to Pokashevsky and Baisley. Th- those are the two guys who are, at that, who are at that position that could kind of find themselves in that starting lineup that still have room to grow and still are worth investing in. Now, to dive into that conversation, of these two guys, you knew and you still know that Pokashevsky is a long play. So when you made that commitment to draft Pokashevsky last year in the 2020 NBA draft, you were making a commitment to not even worrying about how that investment panned out for another four, five, six years. That's how long you've tied yourself to Pokashevsky or else you wasted that draft pick. So in terms of making a decision on their future, Pokashevsky is way down the line. So the need to get him just bulk minutes is not necessarily there 
which is what you're seeing the Thunder do right now, is slow pay- playing Pokashevsky and getting him spots that they think he can succeed in rather than just getting him bulk minutes for the sake of getting him bulk minutes. They're putting him in what they think is advantageous spots. That way, whenever he does get time, even if it's only 10 minutes, even if it's only 12 minutes a game, it's going to be in spots where they think he has a matchup advantage. They think he has a, a system around him, players around him, where he can thrive. And so with Baisley, that time of cutting bait, so to say, the decision to either keep Baisley long-term or let him loose, that's coming up pretty rapidly, but it's not for Pokashevsky. And so in that case, wouldn't it be better to say, okay, this season is about Darius Baisley, and he's made significant strides defensively. He has elite defensive numbers. And we just need to figure out in these last however many games that they're left in this season, 70-whatever games, 60-whatever games left, can he become a competent offensive player? That's all he needs to do. And so you then throw Baisley into the deep end of the pool, and he's either going to sink or he's going to swim. And you'd rather know right now if he's going to sink or swim. Because the fact that he's so athletic, the fact that he's so talented as a basketball player and has made such significant strides defensively, it still leaves you thinking that within the course of this next 60-game stretch that he can turn his career around offensively and then really become a key piece. Now, Baisley is not going to be a superstar. He's not going to be an all-star. And he might not even be a a for-sure starter long-term in this league, but he does have the ability to be a role player for sure and one that plays in a playoff rotation. And you want to have as many data points as you can possibly have before you have to make that decision. Now, the Thunder have already picked up his contract for next season, but you want to be able to have as much information as possible before you make that decision. You've already made the decision to keep Pokashevsky for five, six, seven years. When you drafted him, you knew this is going to be a project that takes a ton of time, a ton of nurturing, and it's going to be worth the investment long-term. But Baisley doesn't have that same luxury of having all that time just automatically given to him. And so it's sink or swim time for Darius Baisley. And like it or not, this organization is going to give him this entire season to either find his way above water or to sink, and they'll figure it out later. I still believe in Baisley because of all the things that we mentioned. You know that this is a pro-Baisley podcast on here if you've been listening uh, for quite some time. And I think that this is really good for the team. There, there are some moments where Baisley and SGA are, 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 have some uh, great chemistry offensively and defensively, and they really help each other on both ends of the floor, Baisley helping out SGA defensively and SGA helping out Baisley uh, offensively. And so I think that for the team's sake, it's great for the front office who is looking to evaluate Baisley and make a decision on him long-term. It's good for the team on the floor to get some defense for that first unit. And it's better to elongate their depth because if you do move Kenny Hustle up to the starting group, even though that he in a vacuum is probably the better player right now in terms of winning, you lose a lot in your, in your depth and second unit. And so then you're trading places. And so where would you rather have that deficiency? Would you rather have the deficiency with a first unit that has Josh Giddy, that has Lou Dort, that has Shea, Lou Dort and Shea, and Shea have gone off for 30 points a piece, you know, at that times with this offense, or would you rather have basically be a casualty on a second unit that does not have as m- enough scoring power and enough offensive power to where, the minute that you lose your starters, including Kenny Hustle at this point in this scenario, you lose all sense of all sense of offense. You lose all sense of a flow, and you are just stuck 
in the second unit. You have to think long-term both with this organization and even within trying to play uh, somewhat winning basketball, trying to play somewhat cohesive basketball. It makes more sense for the team as a whole, both long-term and short-term, to keep Baisley in the starting lineup. That's what they're going to do. And so they continue to invest and commit to Darius Baisley, and it's for good reason. It is for good reason. And, and again, you talk about trades. You, you want to talk about trades, which we're going to talk about here coming up with the, the Pacers in the next episode. You want to talk about trades. The Thunder don't have that sweetener right now. They have picks, and, and we can quabble with how good or bad those picks are, um, you know, because the only thing that the Thunder can really guarantee is that their pick will be good. Uh, the Clippers picks, the, the Suns picks, the Rockets picks, how, how, more, how valuable will those picks be down the line? That's where they are the beholder, of course. But what the Thunder are truly lacking is a sweetener because Tail Malvon, Darius Baisley, they've, they've both regressed in a huge way to where if you want to send Darius Baisley to Shanghai, as the joke was made on my mentions on Monday, then why do you think that you could send him to Indiana for Sabonis back or for Miles Turner back or for any of their talented players back? And so it'd be advantageous for the Thunder in a multitude of ways to have Baisley have his offense catch up to his defense because he's playing some really, really good defense on some really tough matchups. He's getting the number two option each and every time down the floor as Luther takes away the number one option. It's not as though he's stock- stockpiling these defensive stats and attributes against lesser competition. And so everyone should be rooting for the for Darius Baisley to turn this around and be supporting him to turn this around because it helps the Thunder both roster construction-wise if he stays in Oklahoma City and also to make a move long-term. Because if he can become an average player with his athleticism, with his youth, with his defense, if he becomes an average player this year heading into this offseason, plus your picks, you can find a way to package enough picks with Darius Baisley to make a team think, you know what, we're going to take a shot on this guy. He's very versatile. He can play. He can defend one through five. He's a he's a guy that can play the small ball five all the way up to the three offensively, and he has that elite defensive upside to him. And then plus the picks, now that's a sweetener because he's really your last chance at having something tangible to throw into a draft package. You're not going to find very many ways to overwhelm a team with simple draft capital. You have to have something tangible that they can hold on to and show their fans within the next cycle of a season. And that's where you saw at the draft trades not being made to move up because there was nothing truly tangible the Thunder can give. Right now, the Thunder's only tangible pieces that teams would want is Lou Dort, Josh Giddey, and SGA, and the Thunder trading those players away would then hopefully, you at best, I should say, if you traded one of those three guys away at best, you're going to go back to where you are right now. It's a net neutral. It's not a net positive, and hopefully, and more likely, it'd be a net negative if you traded one of those three guys away. So besides that, they don't have anybody that they can throw into a deal to accompany those picks to make it worthwhile for the other team. And so basically becoming that player offensively that he can be with his, his uh, great athletic, athletic tools would do wonders for the Thunder in a ton of different ways. But now we're going to talk about our good friends over at Truebill. Truebill is incredible. Truebill is where you should be because free trials renew without your consent because free trials are simply a scam. It's a business scam. They get you out of your money. So do not let greedy corporations pocket the money, download Truebill, and take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you do not need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your account with Truebill and they'll cancel your unneeded subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need 
help canceling unwanted subscriptions. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps them save over $100 million. Do not fall for subscription scans anymore. Uh, start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LockedOnNBA, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. To save you thousands of dollars a year, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. I'm going to say right now, but are good friends over at Theragun. Do not let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. No matter if you're a professional athlete or someone like me who just wants a tension-free day, Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. It's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Theragun Gen 4 does not just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tensions using Theragun's signature percussive therapy which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want a treat your muscle tension from working out or an injury or just the stress of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen design makes it feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. The Theragun app allows you to learn from your behaviors and suggests to you guided routines for you to use. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Mir Shapova, and hundreds of thousands of customers and me. Try Theragun 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now to get Theragun Gen 4 today. Theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What to tell you right now, thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We are here for you talking Thunder basketball, so subscribe for free on all platforms, including the new platform of YouTube. But I do want to tell you right now uh, about the NBA Power Rankings, which we're going to wind up here. So ESPN has the Thunder at 29, only ahead of the Pistons. The Athletic has the Thunder at 30th, worst in the league. NBC at 28, ahead of the Pistons and Magic. NBA, 29, ahead of the Pistons. Bleacher Report, 28, ahead of the Pistons and Magic. And then I'll have them at 29, ahead of the Pistons. Um, This is uh, a team that is better than the record shows, uh, but has to show it at some point, right? Like they come after an eight-game losing streak. Teams have passed them by record-wise, standing-wise. And I think that they're... When they're playing together, peak of their powers, they're better than whatever the top percent of the Magic is, whatever the top percent of uh, even the Pelicans are right now w- without Zion and, and, and with their injuries that they've had. Now, if the Pelicans are 100% healthy, the Pelicans are a much better team. But, but that's just an example of a team that they are better than. I think that the Thunder are better than the Spurs. If you put the very best the Thunder can be against the very best that the Spurs can be, the Thunder would be better than them. But... They've got to show it at some point. Power rankings don't lie here. Uh, nothing really to quabble with from the NBA power rankings. Now, here's a lottery update. You have Detroit, Orlando, New Orleans, and Oklahoma City. Uh, obviously, only a game really separates the Thunder and New Orleans, uh, so that can switch very quickly. As it stands right now, the Thunder have a 48.1% chance at a top four pick and a 12.5% chance to land number one overall 
And if they can make up that one game to the Pistons, I should say if they can make up that one game to the Pelicans, then they would have a 14% chance at the top overall pick, which is the best that you can do. You can only uh, get to 14% chance. The top one, two, and three uh, reverse standing leaders have a 14% chance at the top overall pick. Obviously, that's the entire goal of this season. And that's what the Thunder are hoping for. Houston, Indiana, uh, San Antonio, Sacramento, Portland, Toronto, New York, Minnesota, Atlanta, and Philadelphia, as of now, round up the NBA lottery, which, of course, still has a long way to go. But I do want to talk about some of my favorite draft prospects and how they're doing this year. One of my favorite top draft prospects this year, uh, and probably my personal favorite draft prospect, of course, he's not going to be number one on my big board or number one on really anyone's big board. But one of my personal favorites is Kennedy Chandler, the Tennessee point guard, seven games this year, 16 points per game, four assists, three rebounds, two steals, 42% from three, 52% from the floor, a six foot freshman point guard that can score at all three levels. I really like Candy Chandler. Of course, the fit with the Thunder would be kind of awkward because you already have SGA, you already have Trey Mann, you already have Josh Giddy. I think that with Candy Chandler, he's going to kind of fit in that Trey Mann type of role. I, I think that with the Thunder, they kind of bypass Candy Chandler, but in general, in the NBA draft, he's one of my favorite prospects this year. Of course, the two big names, Chet and Paolo Abanchero. Chet, nine games. 13 points per game, seven rebounds, two assists, three blocks, 30, uh, 30% from the, from three, 66% from the floor. He's a six foot center that can really do it all. Paulo though, is who I would have number one right now, eight games, 17 points per game, seven rebounds per game, two assists per game, 50% from the floor, 33% from three and 83% at the line. He's a six ten small forward from Duke. So these are the kind of schools and names you should be watching out for as we continue this college basketball season, which of course, is so important to the Oklahoma City Thunder that you'll be paying attention to. And then the two Ignite products, Jaden Hardy and Dyson Daniels. Again, I'm not sure that either one of these guys fit with the Thunder uh, in terms of their roster construction and who the Thunder will target in the draft. But uh, Daniels is averaging 10 points per game, 45% from the floor, 29% from three, five rebounds, four assists per game, a steal and a block per game. Jaden Hardy is inefficient, but he averages 17 points per game, three assists, five rebounds, and a steal. I think that Hardy has the tools, but Hardy would be more of an, in an investment for whoever drafts him. He's not going to be kind of ready to take the league by storm, per se, his year one. He'll be able to do some things, show flashes, and score buckets. But again, that inefficiency is something he's going to have to learn to get out of as he continues to develop as a basketball player. Now, Patrick Baldwin Jr., one of my favorite players as well in this draft, 17 points per game, eight rebounds, two assists, five, uh, five games at Milwaukee. 41% from the floor, 40% from deep. I would love the Thunder to find a way to get Patrick Baldwin Jr. in this draft. Uh, he is 88% at the free throw line as well in his five games, 6-9 forward from Milwaukee University. If they can get Patrick Baldwin Jr., uh, that would be a really good pick. I, I, I wonder where he'll end up falling, of course, throughout all of this. And, of course, Jabari Smith is another player who's made some strides, eight, uh, eight games, 17 points, seven rebounds, two assists, and 46% from the floor. There's a ton of different ways to go about this NBA draft, I think that this is a, a very deep NBA draft. As far as finding starting caliber players, I'm not sure how many superstars past Chet and Paolo you're going to get in this draft, but you are going to get very, very talented players that help you win big long-term. And so for a team that will have three first-round picks, that's very encouraging to know that this draft class is littered with a lot of talent that you can pick from. I do want to tell you that right now, but our good friends over at Boost Mobile. Listen, folks, if you listen to podcasts from the for the power of knowledge, you switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money because with Boost, you can 
get power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes of the Lockdown Thunder podcast. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all of that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all and get at the speed of 5G. With all the money you'll save and all the knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's fastest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Free phone line limited to a new customer and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere or for all phone slash networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. That's BoostMobile.com for details. We are back on Lockdown Thunder on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to thank you right now for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. And for your second listen, go check out Lockdown Bets. They're going to help you bet on sports and win you some money. I want to talk right now about the Oklahoma City Blue. Uh, Vit has a hamstring injury, but it seems like it's nothing too severe. Aaron Wiggins did a great job this weekend defending Jaden Hardy. We talked about before as one of the top draft prospects in this upcoming draft as the blue took on the ignite Wiggins did a great job locking down Hardy and just having him in a absolute uh, lockdown mode there defensively. Uh, Olivier star and DJ Wilson, two of the guys who were uh, training camp invites for the thunder this season are both playing very well. Wilson is a double double machine down there for the Oklahoma city blue. So here's what's, what's to come later on today. You're going to get a preview of the Raptors game. Plus talking briefly about the Indiana Pacers uh, in that scenario with them uh, looking to rebuild and trade away some of their key pieces. Thursday, a Raptors recap. Friday, stock watch uh, and Lakers preview. Saturday, a Lakers recap. And uh, Sunday, a Mavericks recap. All coming up this week on Lockdown Thunder. So subscribe for free across all platforms to make sure that you never miss an episode. We're here for you every single day talking Thunder basketball. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And until next time, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.